0: From somewhere in the living room, this is the Cool Click Podcast. We're just a bunch of friends in the East Coast having a real conversation about the current topics in the community. I'm your host, Ethan, and I have here my friends Brian, Karen, Chris, Sharon, and Cassie. So sit back and join the conversation.
1: What you're saying right now is, you know how people call things a gray area? Yeah. When it's like, oh, I'm really not sure if it's right or wrong. You actually have a literal gray area. Because most things are pretty easy to know what's right and wrong. Like, you know when it's wrong when someone has their knee on someone's neck. And you know when it's wrong when, you know, someone's arrested unjustly. And you know when it's right when they're treated fairly. But what you're saying right now is literally gray because you're saying i want to support you guys but i also if i want you guys to know that i support you but if i say who i am now it comes off as kind of like oh hey look at us we're we're with you too don't be mad at us be mad at everybody else you know but us as a particular group we're cool with you you know and it's like uh i get what you're saying but it's 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 a it's a very big gray area because it's like okay as an Asian community say whatever state you live and you say hey the whole entire Asian community of this particular state is with black lives matter then that's great and maybe it may at first seem like you're coming off like look at us we're doing the right thing everyone else think that we're good people it may seem that way but for some people that's the only way that they're going to actually do the right thing as well. Like say for the state that you guys do live in, you guys do that and someone in California who has a big Asian community they might go, you know what? What they're doing seems correct and right. We'll do it too. Right. Even though there's a misconception on like what what you're saying is like advertising. Right? It's kind of like it's a touchy subject because now everybody advertises everything nowadays. Everyone everyone is their own brand, you know? And that's what makes it difficult. But it, it's hard to say anything because, like you, like I said, it's a gray area. It's really tough to say because it's like you want people to say, hey, this as a group, us as a group who have also been oppressed and things like that are with you guys. And we know Like, I know, like you guys were saying, you guys could never really know. You can't empathize completely because you guys aren't black. But you guys have had different types of things happen. It might not seem as severe, but just because it's not as severe doesn't mean it's not important.
0: You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. What do you guys think? I mean...
1: I know, it, and see that's why it's hard to say anything because it's so gray. You're like I want to uh, say, but,
2: but I'm gonna wait okay. until I don't want to be the only one, you know, being passionate, emotional, or passionate about it sure. and whatnot. I I, I want to give everybody a fair chance to say what what, what they want to <laughs> say. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna
3: I'm still wait. sitting here, <laughs> still trying to process what Don said earlier about his. Uh, experiences of getting pulled over because it's just unbelievable and I can't even I can only imagine how it must feel
1: yeah I mean don't dwell on it too much because it'll it'll keep you up at night (laughs) and and nobody needs that but it's the idea that you the fact that you you like you said you can't understand it but you do have empathy for it and that's all that matters like
3: right People
1: need to understand that if we come together, like we were saying earlier, it's a societal problem. Like there is a systematic problem, but we can't change the system unless we change the society. Because if society isn't on board with each other, then there's no way that everyone together can change the system. That's the whole reason why, you know, um, America is even democratic at all. Like people have their voice. They can come together and say, hey, we don't want more taxes you know but if you only have a small group saying ah we don't want more taxes and the other groups like oh i don't care we're all gonna get more taxes
2: do you know what i wonder is that what if we completely flipped right what if what if we completely flipped about instead of blacks getting pulled over for unfair, unfairly pulled over, right? What if we flipped it to either any other race getting pulled over, right? What if we flipped it to the narrative of majority blacks in this country versus whites? What if we flipped it over so that, what if Asians got pulled over? And what if Asians got arrested and detained unfairly? What if I was afraid Every day to go outside.
1: Questioning. Saying,
2: what if what if we felt that way, right? Because we won't like, ever feel that way. Change? Right. We won't ever feel that way. Yeah. Because we won't well, understand. We, we, you, we,
1: we, you would hope so that you guys would never have to feel that way. Right, like,
2: exactly. We won't, we we would hope that we would never ever feel that way, but we can't.
0: Right. Yeah. I don't think and that, that would happen. And yeah. that is
2: that is why it's not just it's it's a humanistic problem it's a humanistic problem
0: so there, there's two things that i saw so i think karen posted up a video about this pretty much there was an experiment done and it was pretty oh with uh
2: jane elliott
0: yeah with jane elliott so yeah uh, do you want to explain this, Karen? Because you know this a little bit better than I do. I've seen it a couple of times, but I feel like you know this a little bit more.
3: I think you know it better. <laughs> Did, were you aware of the experiment that she was doing on the students?
1: The blue-eye-brown-eye experiment?
3: Oh, is that what it was?
1: That one was done a long time. Just to show how long has this been going on, she's been doing this for a long time.
3: Okay, because the video but, was um, shortened, so yeah, they, it didn't show what she was doing exactly.
1: She would separate the kids by blue eye and brown eye. So, and then after separating the kids, she would give some kids a position of power, whether it be the blue eye or the brown eye. I'm pretty sure it was the blue eye. Can't remember. But once those kids have power, they became monsters.
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you yeah. know, and it's just it's it it's insane. But what she was trying to show was, it's it, it it's it's something that us like humans as a people need to come to terms and understand what is it about ourselves that makes that primalness come out because when we're born as kids like you guys talked about in other podcasts when did you guys find out you guys were Korean you're born you're just a kid you know until someone tells you hey you're Korean and you're like oh okay I'm Korean (laughs) now (laughs) <laughs> you know, because if you couldn't see, if someone came to you and said you're a cat, I'm a cat <laughs> You know, and it's just you—you you, you have to accept what that is. And the thing is, is like what she showed was, at first everyone was fair on a level playing field until someone had power. And it, it's 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 a great video to see, and like some of the other stuff that she's done recently. Well, I don't know if it's recent. It's just videos that. No one ever sees, and we wonder why this isn't like shown in schools. I don't know if it's shown to me it's a big social experiment. So I don't know if people who get sociology degrees even see a lot of that stuff or not.
0: No, I would say no. I, I study sociology and I got a degree from it and I haven't even yeah. seen anything like of it. Hurt. Yeah.
1: And that's and that's what's kinda kinda strange, you know? And it it, it that's that right there is a part of systematic oppression. Mm -hmm. You know, because we don't, uh, society ourselves, we don't make our education system. We let the government do it for us, which kind of lays us lacking behind. Like other countries, they're, they have great education, you know, and you know, for what reason do we have to, well, money, let's, let's just be honest. It's money.
0: Okay. (laughs) Let me ask you this question. Based on the sociology, like the, that that theme for Chris like what do you think about the American dream what, what was what did it mean to you
4: oh well growing up was very different growing up was you know you know family house dog kids white picket fence I mean I was very Americanized so I had the white the American dream <laughs> okay but you know when I so I've been fortunate enough to go through having lots of money to Uh, making like over six figures down to 30 grand um, and then working my way back up. So it, you know, it forced me to learn about money, which is literally just a tool, you know, and you should be seeking financial freedom, financial independence. And, and part of that is how do you play the money game? So the government has set up a game and they want you stuck as a worker so to speak and not um and just like keep going through the rat race basically and it's just like how do you get out of that like you know you just gotta you kind of have to change your perspective about money and what you literally need to survive and what you don't you know you know it's just changing that and how do you make it grow and what do rich people do i mean they're most of the extremely wealthy, they're no smarter than you. They've just figured out how to play the money game at the end of the day. And, you know, that's, so that's, my American dream is, or my dream is literally financial freedom. I don't want to have to worry about money. And I would like to have time. Time to work on something that uh, puts my impact on the days I'm here on the, on earth. Uh, It'd be nice to have a legacy, I don't know if uh, I mean, I'll, I'll try my hardest to, you know make that time happen, uh, make you know, some impact. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I
0: really I admire that, and I think that's a lot of Americans, including myself, like I would love for that, and I think everyone does pretty much. Like to not be burdened by financial problems is a huge thing but with that comes with a lot of price a lot of consequences i think that yes there's a way to achieve what you would want for financial stability and peace and freedom from it yes but i don't think that everyone plays that game i think that people will cheat when playing the game people have seen other ways to get around it to achieve that goal and i think the american dream when I first learned about it, when I was a kid, when my parents it tried to instill in me that you have to live out the American dream, I thought it was a very uh, a proud thing, a very patriotic thing. But now that I look back on it, I don't, I can't see that anymore. The reason why being is that when you strive for that American dream, you, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but essentially what you're trying to say is you have to be like the white people essentially because they're privileged conform. yeah you have to conform to like being them they're privileged they have money they don't have to worry about financial problems be like them and your life will be successful in that sense that's how i understood what the american dream was right like of course work hard get money and get up that ladder Build your company, build your business, live your life, legacy, great, all of that. But the way that the narrative is starting to change for me is that the the American dream is all about just getting money and more power and be like the pri- privileged white people. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not just pointing out just white <laughs> people because I, I'll say this, because it's not just... um. It's not just the Asian community who's trying to strive for the American dream. It's other. It's everyone. It's everyone. Even in other countries. Other countries want to have. Right. Everyone idolizes ability. the United States of America. For that reason, they want more. And they think that you have the ability and the capability to to make it big. But with that, you take Everything, everything for granted that I've seen so far with so many people who are privileged, and they post on IG, and I've seen enough Karens on memes to say, like, wow.
5: Karen over here just give you the I side know, eye. I know. I saw this over to us. Like, oh. she said the fuck you <laughs>
0: said. No, the Karen memes, and uh, I I was shocked too. And at first like I I've I've experienced some people who are like that but it's 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 on a bigger level now honestly and because of that I think I can't I can't pursue that dream anymore or in fact I will I'm going to create a different dream where it's not trampling other people other races in order to obtain what I want what I think is success
1: what makes you happy
0: right
1: yeah because like you put in perspective how much does a dollar really cost to you because for some people that dollar value is worth more because of who they are but for other people that same dollar who already which already has a dom- denomination of what its value is is a different value for other people because of their economic status
0: yeah. their dollar doesn't
1: go as far because of who they are True, true.
0: Hey, Brian, do you think if we got rid of the police, would this make any any change at all? No, not at all. I mean, the people.
5: So the police. When you say police, are you talking about like the uh, like in general the authority authoritative figures of police or? Just like the fucked up, messed up people, crooked no. people.
0: So right now, all over state or well, especially Minnesota, I've heard uh somewhere that um in an article, they're actually talking about removing the police department in that state completely, defunding it, getting rid of it and there and uh hiring contractors as peace officers to enforce the law.
5: Uh I mean that's a little hard to say. I feel like Police, so our money, our taxes, and everything go to the police, you know? So if a private, if police is privatized, then whoever has the most money is the winner, basically. You know what I mean? And they whoever help
1: ha- whoever can pay them the most.
5: Exactly. So
0: whoever <laughs> has the most money can call these bullies and beat up whoever they want. Yeah. Right. Oh, the, the reason why I say this is because this is completely in line with the Republican view, that the, Republic, the Republican view is that they don't want government controlling our lives. They want less government control, right? So in that sense, they're on board with this Black Lives Matter because they want to get rid of the police, honestly. Because they there are a lot of Republicans that are for and advocating the Second Amendment, which is the right to bear arms. now. To bear arms is great for them. They want that. There's that opposition government, i.e., also the police. So I think that this is—it's gonna be very interesting how we go forth with tackling this issue of police brutality and also the police as uh, as an entity in itself. Um.
4: Yeah, privatizing it—that I mean that's that's really radical um <laughs> i mean and and we're not saying that all cops are bad no uh, we're saying their training is bad definitely for sure there's a lot there's racism like that their training actually you know kind of pushes racist racism like um even like rookie cops uh they want to actually go to like you know the hood neighborhoods they want a piece of action they got the warrior mentality um you know that's they want to kick butt um, but then when, you know, they're assigned a rich, wealthy, well-to-do community, it's protect and serve. <laughs> so, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so a lot of the training, I mean, we, I think we're moving in the right area. Like we're taking the right steps. We got these bands in place, like chokeholds. They're trying to ban that nationwide. They're trying to ban, uh, the no knock warrants, um, they're trying to reform uh, qualified immunity. So, you, you know, right now, it's very hard to prosecute a cop and very hard to sue them. Do uh, well all the
1: unionize. So right. that's what makes it so difficult, you right. know? And what, what do we not have as citizens in our workplace? Unions. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, how you know, who protects us? when things go bad at our workplace.
2: Exactly. A cop, a policeman is their job is to protect and serve the community. Right. If we completely revoke that, that means we're not changing any policy. We're just now we can pretty much do whatever we want. And that's not what, kind of change should happen um and i don't think that the people they want to defund the police but they want they're defunding it because of police brutality not because police are protecting and serving the good ones are protecting and serving They're they're ending police brutality
1: just like they hit everybody else where it hurts, you have to hit them where they hurts. That's what exactly defunding. I think exactly would
2: mean. you gotta you gotta hit it where it hurts to make that change, and that's what's important right now.
0: I found it very interesting, and I think yes, defunding is one way. There's always a second order effect that there's a ripple effect that's gonna cause when we do that. I don't know what that's gonna be honestly. Um, And I maybe that is the answer. Batman in the street. Maybe we would have maybe more vigilantes. But granted, if we have more vigilantes, you know where that's going to come from—more of the radical people who like to carry guns and rifles. Yeah. Except they would be.
2: I'm all for a real life Batman, by the way. (laughs) But
0: But it
1: depends. Yeah, but it it depends. It depends on where that Batman grew up. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. what is, what is actually Bruce Wayne. Not a, a, not, nice, not a Bruce Wayne. Bruce
2: <laughs> <laughs> not in a privileged white <laughs> New York City <laughs> Batman only like, saving yeah. the white people.
0: No, but that's yeah. very interesting because have we ever seen a Tony Stark or a Bruce Wayne in our reality real life Elon because Musk. we've never seen a vigilante like who has money and power and has that uh, like that privilege to help change
1: Culture, it's because lives. it's because like we get, we said uh uh before they're getting that American dream they're they're playing the game they're playing the money game to make right. sure that they stay on top they don't want that taken away no so yeah
5: yeah you're not yeah. gonna see Elon Musk out here the, <laughs> you know fucking live or Jeff Bezos like. <laughs> Stopping a robbery.
1: Or
5: <laughs>
0: That's what I mean.
1: He's not. He's not sending out security equipment and gadgets to every house. <laughs> <Nah. for faithful.
5: laughs> he's not sending like twenty-five cent like toy guns to every house. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be but awesome. Like,
2: like Nerf guns or like <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Nerf guns. Like,
5: Stop, sir shooting out little nerf
0: balls like
2: (laughs) well nerf water I guess because now it's hot so they're just probably like trying to cool off people
0: super soakers yeah (laughs) yeah,
2: super soakers
0: so I really think about what Don said and this has been on my mind too the fact that there's open and obvious racism when people really or people who are racist and you see it but more and more, people are going to be more and more, like, that discreet, like, racist, but n- you don't know about it. Well, like, you know hidden. about it.
1: It's just, uh you can't really prove it. Like, yeah, you, you know, really
0: can't prove it, but, like, subtle racism. Yeah, so- yeah, subtle yeah. racism. That's what I wanted yeah. to say. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that.
1: It's just like the idea of people who think that affirmative action is a bad thing, you know? Or, like, just like they say, well, this person, they have a high GPA, and... They deserve to be in this school, but a black person took it. Well, that black person still had a GPA. That was the equivalent. That person still belonged there. They still had the education to be there. It's just that you feel that they don't because of where they come from. Mm. They're just as smart as you. Some of them might be even smarter because of what they have to deal with. But it doesn't mean that they're trampling on your rights. It means that they're just trying to get what they earned, you know, and sometimes they get the opportunity, sometimes they don't, you know? And I mean, it, it's, 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 it's a hard thing to change for people to understand that. Like no one is taking what's yours. They're earning things that they earn. What's yours is still there.
0: I think that it's necessary for, for us in this group to, to support in the way I, I know a lot of us once to go to the protest right and I think that um, that's fine and I think that's great I also want everyone to be safe for sure and I I implore not only our friends but those that are listening that please have a plan when you go out there because yes it may start as peaceful but you never know it only takes a, a matter of second and then it's not peaceful anymore and when you're in that zone where it's no longer peaceful and the police are throwing tear gas shooting rubber bullets you're you're going to be in a panic mode i know for a f- fact most people will be in a panic because you never had training in the sense you don't know what to do during that situation particularly so i would definitely say talk Amongst your significant other, if you're going together or with your friend, create a plan. Especially when things go down south quickly, you know what to do and you've talked about it. So for instance, I've heard a video from a marine and she deals with chemical warfare and chemical weapons and she did a great video explaining what tear gas is and what is it doing to you and how to alleviate some of that pain when you're affected by that tear gas. So one thing I'll give out as a tip is that if you go out there and you get anywhere close to a tear gas and you are exposed to it, don't use water. Don't use milk. Don't use any liquid to try to wash it out at that moment because you do not have enough water and other liquids, say milk to help clear and wash away all of that chemical. So CS gas is not a gas, it is actually a powder. And so that powder, and you and you mix it with liquid, it's only gonna stay there even longer, and it's just gonna spread. The best thing to do if you do get hit by the the, the tear gas is to waft your hands up and down and go against the wind and blow it away, the dust away from you. That'd be the easiest and best solution to alleviate some of the pain and that problem. And of course, get away from it. Don't touch the can because it's hot and it will burn you. Um, when it comes to rubber bullets, I can't really say much. Just duck and cover. Get out of there as quickly <laughs> as possible, honestly. yeah. Um, don't get hit by those. Those things are just as lethal still in fact they're probably even worse than actual bullets
1: cuz they're disfiguring
0: yes they'll disfigure you and they will you you might live but you're not going to live the way that you want to live
1: yeah and it's it's actually in terms kind of worse because when they're being when they're shooting rubber bullets and you're hit by it and you're trying to do something good by sticking up for someone now for the rest of your life you don't have an eye so Will that animosity, but towards the person you're sticking up for, come back? You'll be like, "This happened because I was sticking up for you. I'm not sticking up for you no more."
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're actually classified as less lethal, not <laughs> non-lethal. It's that's actually classified less lethal. bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's horrible. Just it's it's wordplay. It's definitely <laughs> wordplay.
5: I've seen uh like paintballs, but instead of paint, it's like pepper. Yeah. Um, pepper balls guess, yeah pepper yeah. balls so i mean yeah. I, guess, I guess you can classify that as non quote-unquote i mean defense. back in
1: the 60s they used uh beanbags and shotguns and water, water cannons. hoses yep water but, cannon. but i mean to me that's way less lethal than these rubber bullets yeah because you know a beanbag it will disperse when it hits you mm. like it's a it's a big surface area water cannons i mean that was yeah that's gonna I hurt it's gonna thing. hurt but at least
5: I feel like with water cannons, you might like get pushed back and like start rolling like you know,
1: yeah, like but the, you'll, you'll end up getting hurt by falling on something, yeah, it was still horrible, it was oh, still yeah. wrong, but and those were peaceful protests mm-hmm. so and of course, like that's with people who are out there who are again just holding signs, there is no cell phone, so you can't mistake it for a gun, like right. you know, people were holding Bibles and they're getting beat with nightsticks and. Things like that, you know, it's just, it, a lot has changed, but yet it all stays the same.
4: I mean, the question this, these days is, what are you doing about it? Like, that's the question to everyone. Like, this is a test to everybody. Like, you know, you see that, you see it. I mean, it exists. You've heard about it before. For a lot of people, we've just heard about it. Yeah. But like, seeing is believing. Now it's like interface. We just saw like literally an execution on by a cop, you know? Um, so it's like it's in your face. You can't deny it. It's there. Yeah. What are you gonna do about it now?
1: And that's 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 a good question because me personally, I'm not in a position to do anything about it. You know, and like of course that's not the mindset to have in order to enact change. Like you everything every little thing that you can do can change. And just like you were talking about before, what kind of legacy are you gonna leave? Anybody that you interact with you impact their life, regardless if it's big or small, you'll, you'll really never know, you know? And the thing is, that's the legacy. So like even me talking with you guys right now is definitely more than I would have done if I wasn't talking. But I mean, as of going out and going to protests and stuff like that, I would like to say, I would like to go out there and do it, but I just don't want to put myself in a situation like that where I could end up getting hurt or getting up, end up getting arrested or anything like that and have to put my family through that because it's just one of those things where it's like we're not that equipped to have to deal with those kinds of things right now, you know? And of course that seems selfish but I mean it's, it's kind of like what black people have been doing for a long time. It's self perseverance, you know? Um, I think as a whole by having everyone back them, it's going to make change, but it's just going to have to take a while. I mean, before when they did, you know, March on Birmingham and all that stuff, like, it wasn't just Black people who were marching. It was a lot of people. It was a lot of everybody. But it had to be consecutive. They had to boycott buses when Rosa Parks had to give up her seat. All Black people decided, okay, we're going to work. We're carpooling. We're walking to work. Again, like defund the police, hit them where it hurts. Bus companies couldn't survive off of minorities not riding the bus anymore. So those are the kind of things that have to come with change. But to answer your question, me personally, it sounds horrible, but I haven't been doing much of anything other than conversating with the people who do ask me questions. Like there is people at my at work who do ask me questions and ask me my feelings about it. And I tell them straight. I tell them my honest answers. And rather that just only impacts their life or not, at least I know that that impact could possibly trickle down to maybe their children or, you know, people that they talk to. It, it's, it's an effect that will eventually happen. It doesn't have to be some grand thing, like a grand gesture of I fixed everything. You know, it has to be just small. Everything that you do matters. So it's, it's, it's hard to say. Like it really is because it's, 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 it's a difficult topic.
4: I have tons of questions, but I'll just say, so one of the things that they're trying to introduce is uh, a national database of police misconduct or use of force or whatever. Uh, um, Surprisingly that doesn't exist. Uh, Basically a cop could get fired, move to another town. And if the new precinct didn't do their due diligence, they would just hire this cop. Who Mm -hmm. has this, you know, this ridiculous past, unacceptable past. Um, So they're trying to introduce that. But now we're just trusting the government to run this program that's going to keep track of all this. And they don't have the best record. So as far as like, uh, you know, now we can look more into like private companies or even we have a good group of techies, right? Yeah. So we could even create our own little, you know, whatever, site to provide the citizens a database of their experiences with cops. And there have been apps like this in the past, like years ago. I don't know why they all died off. Most of them died off. Um, I, I don't know why. Uh, so I just wanted to maybe get your perspective on If that's even like a good idea, or should we be looking somewhere else like AI? And like I was talking to uh, Sharon the other day, I was like, there should be something that the cops have to listen to telling them what they can and cannot do.
0: (laughs) They they would just. (laughs) The
1: the only problem is is they would call that propaganda. (laughs) So. But no, I, that's the first I ever heard about a database that um, keeps record of their interactions with who they're like, I, honestly, I think they already have it. But the whole thing is, is like keeping actions of their misconduct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the same as like us, like in the late eighties and the nineties, black people started being mass incarcerated, you know, and before that, they were doing pretty well for themselves. They had their own black businesses and stuff like that. So how do you get them to not be able to strive for wealth? Well, you put their breadwinners in jail, and then you put their the people that, they, that depend on them on welfare. Now they're dependent on that, and now you create this system. So by creating a system that keeps record, because just like those guys had three strikes and now they're in life in prison for life, how many strikes is it that the police should have? Like we have, a, even our driver's license has a system of how many like infractions we could have, you know? So it's like, how come the same is not for them? And they have the ability to do it. Our healthcare system now, I mean, granted it's not the best, but they have records of all of our interactions with doctors. They have our medical records. It, like you said, we have the technology, we have the people who have the ability to do it, and I think privatization would be the best way to do it. Why not give the people the ability to make money off of helping their own community? Instead of, you know, shipping it off overseas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what
0: about you right. guys? Any, anyone else want
2: to? Yeah, I, I have a question. Sure. Um I have a question based on family. Um, I wanted to know if you have, other than your immediate family, um, if you have talked to anybody outside in terms of like, if if you've had any conversations with them about what's going on in the Black Lives Matter movement um, with your family.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Um, of course, you know, my dad, you know, right with him but he me and him have an understanding like uh, right
2: right. it's
1: it's it's kind of an unspoken thing there's certain certain has any
2: has any family member just like uh just or argued with you or 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 um disapproved of the way you're thinking
1: no i mean no not at all and like you could even have debates about it and talk about it and we can see it from different person's perspectives, but even like, okay, my girlfriend, she's white. So we've talked about it and she sees it from different perspectives and everything, but she also listens to what I have to say and has an understanding. But the difference there is she's a much more understanding person. Now I could say the same stuff that I tell her to just some person I work with and they're gonna have very much say about it you know they feel like maybe they're being attacked and that's not how it's really coming off but honestly when I talk to people I me as a person I noticed over time with everyone that I meet people tend to confide in me even when I don't know why (laughs) like I've met people, and they're like, "I don't know why I'm telling you this," and I'm like, looking at them I'm I, like, I'm-
2: "I think I think you just have a really like genuine
1: understanding, like I'm not yeah. like
2: you're so just from what we've talked in the past almost two hours, like I have a very pretty good feeling of how you are as a person already. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, I'm glad that they don't disrespect you in any way. Or Oh,
1: no, trust or, me. I get disrespected. I mean, no, okay. <laughs> but, but it, the, the difference is, is like, I let them say what they have to say. And okay. then the rebuttal is, I hear what you're saying and I see it your way, but also why can you not see it this way? Right. Just like the idea of, um, you know, Floyd supposedly having a counterfeit $20 bill and he's committing yeah, but- fraud. but... Com- Here's my thing: Was it a briefcase of twenty dollar bills, or was it a single twenty? Was he just trying to pass it off right. to get two tens, or was he trying to buy chips? Right. You know, there's plenty of times that people have had counterfeit money, did not know about it. Now his situation turned out fatal by an interaction with the police, which I think maybe if the police said instead of arresting him, give him a citation. Now, even though that this is still not fair, like he shouldn't be issued a citation for getting a fake 20, but at least it gives him the ability to still be alive and at least have his day in court because isn't it innocent until proven guilty? So if he brings that 20, says that he had attained it from where he attained it, and they know that he's not committing fraud, then that I, I get that the courts cost money, but guess what? He's not, he wouldn't, if that was the case, because I don't know what the case is, but if that was the case, he could still be alive today and it's over, over $20 bill. Is that really what his life is worth? Hmm. That's what's crazy about it. Hmm. And not only that, it's fake. So that's even more devaluing what he is. So, and, and then a plus, we still haven't seen this $20 bill. Is it really fake? Is it really not? You know, we don't, (laughs) you, you won't, we won't ever know.
4: Well, it goes back to how do you, I mean, a root problem is the society, right? Right. You know, our family members, all our opinions, all, how are we going to coexist together? And, but that's a real problem. Like how, how do you change someone's mind like that? How do you change Trump's mind? Like how do you change minds of people who can't understand or see, or don't even want to see? And that
1: <laughs> that that's, that's a question that all of us are trying to answer. I mean, it's, Cause I think we know the answer. You can't like the mind is a really powerful thing. If someone in their mind is racist and may hate another person, they will do everything in their power to not have to deal with that person. Like my dad told me that he worked with a Vietnamese guy and his brother, that Vietnamese guy that he worked with had a brother who was a doctor who worked very hard, saved up money, had enough money to purchase a house cash had all the paperwork ready to go, and then was told, yeah, I think we're not going to sell you the house because the HOA decided, hey, we don't want this Vietnamese guy to move into our neighborhood. So we're going to buy the house and bar him from being able to move into it. Now, if that's not systematic racism, I don't know what is, you know, because it's like, your hatred is that strong that you will spend Hundreds of thousands of dollars to keep one person out of your neighborhood who was not going to bother anybody as it is. Look at him. He's a doctor. He brings more stuff to your community. He brings diversity. He brings intelligence. He's going to have a family there who's going to bring the community up, bring awareness of who they are, bring understanding. But instead, you rather, like we were talking about before, live in your bubble of ignorance just because it feels safer.
2: Yeah, that's what I don't understand is that the people who feel the need to be bothered by a black person. Something
1: that doesn't affect them. Right.
2: Like why? I don't understand why if they haven't done anything to you or come up to you or or make you feel any type of tension or hostility or threatened or anything like that, I don't understand why you have to almost go out of your way to, to almost make it that reality. And this yeah. is another thing I posted on my Instagram. Um, Trevor Noah did an interview with D.L. Hughley, who is a well-known respectable comedian in the Black community. And he said... People fear the imagination versus reality. They yeah. fear the imagination because they, they've concocted in their mind that a, a, a black person is, is, is dangerous.
1: It's going to bring trouble to their neighbors. It's, it's
2: going to hurt you.
1: Yeah, it makes no it's, sense. It's
2: going to make you feel like your life is threatened when that is not the case in real life. Yeah, Unless it a- happens in real life, you should not even think that way because it's no. not yeah, reality.
3: That's that's definitely part of the problem. Like, I mean, kind of what Don was mentioning earlier about how, you know, if you drive a nice car, you know, why do you have that car? It's like them wanting to put you back into your place because you don't deserve that, even though you work just exactly. as hard for it. And also, yep. too. If
1: this not is why harder. I, yeah. Because and, what I was told was no matter what I do, I need to be Two times, if yeah. not 10 times better Exactly. than my other counterpart in order to get what I want to get. And right. I've seen it happen. I mean, but do I get mad about it? No, I just know that.
2: Because, it's, it you're, being, like, you're, because you're normalized to it. And yeah. why is that? Why do you have to go out there and, and almost fear for you being pulled over or you being detained or arrested because of the color of your skin? Why is that? Because it's still fucking wrong, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Yeah, this is why the education aspect is important because people need to know and awareness that that's not everybody. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like similar like, oh, Don, like you're one of the good ones. Like, no. Yeah, yeah that's horrible. <laughs> no, yeah. Like, like that's no. like one of the
1: worst terms that you could say. Like yeah. No, I'm a person. Like, I'm just like everyone else. (laughs)
3: Right, but that's why also I think that social media um, and also just media in general when it comes to, like, movies, you know, Hollywood films and stuff like that that continue to play stereotypes, that's also, and it's even with TV shows, like, people, just because they watch a fictional TV show, they think that that's actually how people are. Yeah. And I really think that that's why, you know, we have to fight to have these different um, minorities in these lead roles or in roles that don't depict them as, like, a thug, you know, or a gangster or, because, like, a villain. Yeah.
1: Because the quickest way to get people to pay attention is put it on TV because it's Right, not-
3: but then, like, TV. yeah. And then you always there see, are, like, um, superheroes, are, lead uh, roles. They're always white always white like that's the safe person and this is why like it's also socialization of people and images and like what story you're telling and it's terrible
1: that's true right yeah i mean if you as long as you keep the keep it going like you can still live your life there's no reason that people can't live their life and do the things that they want to do but just still make it an understanding that like it's kind of like Flint, Michigan, not still having not clean water. Everyone still doesn't say anything right. about that. Yeah. We right. go to, we we drink water now, but we're like, uh, I'll just post this cat meme and yeah. And if you anything. know
2: somebody who, if you know somebody that you know of or whoever it may be, and is still being ignorant or whatever, saying a lot of di- like r- remarks that you don't agree with, okay, call them out. There's nothing wrong with that. And I've learned that from this period, I have learned that that there is nothing wrong with calling out and there is nothing wrong with believing what you believe in. And there is nothing wrong for being shameful for what you believe in because it matters and it's important.
1: You have to learn from it. Yeah.
0: So I have my final question for Don. And this is a question I've been saving and I've never brought this up to you before. In mm-hmm. uh, all the times, you know, we've been friends for a very long time. You know, I've never asked you about your opinion on racism. And I we never talked about racism, like as a kid or even yeah. before this. Yeah. And why do you think we never talked about it before? Because we're not racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that...
1: I mean, because we're not. Like, we're... <sighs> we don't look at each other as being completely di- Like we are different. Yeah. We're Asian. I'm black, Hispanic, Yeah, you know, or if people want to call it Afro Latino, I don't, it doesn't matter. I am who I am. Right. You are who you are. You're right. a good person. I'm a good person. We're friends. That's all that matters. Like, you know, <laughs> at that point, it's like, we're just kind of like family. Like, it doesn't matter what differences you have or what differences I have. It's you, you learn to like the differences that the other people have. Like, yeah. I like the fact that I can hang around you and learn about your culture, learn about different things, you know.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's that's what's nice. It's kind of like I don't, I don't. It's it's just it's an eye opening thing. That's like people are different, and that's okay. Yeah. And yeah, I guess that's why we never talked about it because we're not racist, dude. I mean, that's, I think <laughs>
0: that's so profound, honestly. Though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and and, it, and there's
1: nothing wrong with other people talking about racism. It doesn't mean that they are racist. It just means that maybe they're just a little bit confused. Like they're not sure how to fix a problem that they didn't know was there. Yeah, definitely. You know?
5: I think it's also because like as kids, you know, you guys met what, fifth grade? So yeah. it's like at that young age, you don't really see color. Like your parents aren't telling you, hey,
1: avoid these well, kind of people. You do see color, but you don't care about the color. Right. Because they're your friend. Like, ever since, like, I grew up, my parents had no problem with who I was friends with. It didn't matter who they were. If they were my friend, they're fine with it. Right. Now, if it's someone who wasn't my friend and was mean to me, harms me, a bully, yeah, that person's not cool, you know? But they have never said, hey, you can't be friends with this person or, hey, you can't be friends with this person. No. It's hard enough being a kid as it is to have friends, you know, like let your kids make friends with who they're going to make friends with and just hope that it's an actual good relationship and it's not toxic.
0: Preach, preach. I, I really appreciate you. Don for coming on and oh, yeah.
1: it's no problem. Thanks for like having me come on. This is actually pretty fun. I enjoyed it. Like <laughs> even though it's like such a heavy topic or whatever. Yeah.
0: But Just, it's like
1: it's it's nice to actually it's, have a it's dialogue.
2: Necessary.
1: Yeah. And if, if communities would have this more and have more of an understanding of like each other and who is it that lives around them and that the things that they do, there's nothing wrong with it. Like maybe there would be like less bigotry, but until
4: that happens, it's it's still gonna be
0: around. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, that will end the for this episode on racism. And I really wanna uh, thank all of you guys for participating and having this candid conversation about this. Um, I've never done this before, and I think it went really well to to learn from each other to share our inputs. And for the listeners, if you still want to keep this conversation with your friends, please go to dayofracialhealing.org. They have a lot of topics that you could talk about with your friends and really continue this conversation. And they have resources uh, beyond that too. So with that saying, I want to thank my guest Don and for joining us. I want to thank all my friends here. Uh, Sharon, Chris, Karen, Brian, Cassie, thank you guys for really talking about this. I think it's very important. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in into this important matter. And I hope that whoever listens to this, um, that really don't just listen it and keep it to yourself. Really share it uh, and really talk about it. And you'll be surprised who you meet, honestly, through this.
1: And, and when they share it, share their perspectives of things that they've been definitely. through, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Like really, really keep this whole dialogue going.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Definitely. Let's continue to have this conversation. And I want to again, thank everyone here. Don't forget to join us next week where we're going to have another difficult conversation. So please subscribe, like, comment, and share our podcast to your friends. Till then, be safe out there, and I'll catch you next week.
4: Bye, guys. Once again, brought to you by i Diner. <laughs> <laughs>